May 26, 2023. Coming up on the program today, one Lana Del Rey labia latte, please. Plus, y'all are a bunch of de facto Satanists, snorting some of Hitler's foo-foo dust and swastika speed, and when you foreshadow a murder on the family feud. All coming up today. It's time to look back at another great cinematic rape scene. Oh, those rape scenes. Oh, that forced entry. Oh, those rape scenes. With the men so angry. We're about to have the very, very best. And I think a little music would be appropriate. So why don't you sing me some jingle bells? Huh? Come on, you just sing it for me. <laughs> I said sing jingle bells! Jingle bells. That's jingle right. bells. That's right. Jingle That's bells. Jingle bells. Yeah. Yeah, music is always good for balling. Oh, what fun it is to ride a one-horned woman play! Jingle I'm going to touch the feces and masturbate with it. I'm not going to fight for my country. I just want to smoke my weed, man. That really gave me tranny baby fever. Are you on the internet? Isn't that for techno geeks with spreadsheets? Yes, Tim Henson, back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. Got a great one for you today. I ran across a video from TikTok user Orphy. Orphe is a singer-songwriter, but more importantly, he is obsessed with Lana Del Rey. Now, I don't know if it's okay to admit this. I hope Distorted View Daily could be my safe space. But to be 100% honest, I could not name one Lana Del Rey song. I'm sure she's a great artist. I may have heard her on the radio before. I just don't remember any of her songs, so she's not really on my radar. You know me. I listen primarily to 1990s pop rock and Mead Skelton yodeling. Those are the two genres of music that interest me. If you are a Lana Del Rey fan, more power to you. I'm not here to piss you off or inflame you. I just don't feel like Orphe is a good representative to spread Lana Del Rey's music. I can't quite figure out this guy. So what Orphe does is he stands on the street and sings Lana Del Rey songs and then posts those videos on TikTok. That's like the majority of his content. And people in the comments eat this shit up. Yes. Oh, my God. With that little smiley face with hearts all around it. This deserves a lot more likes because this is incredible. And I'm sitting here listening to Orphe do Lana Del Rey songs. And I'm like, are we hearing the same thing here? Here's here's Orphe singing Brooklyn Baby, which I guess is a Lana song. I said. 
little flat, isn't it? <laughs> It's not bad enough to be a Linda Fingal Hall of Fame nominee. It's just, you know, it's just like a Lana Del Rey fan doing karaoke, right? Here he is singing another Lana song. Um, this one is kind of interesting me. It's called Cola. All right. I'm a soda nerd. My pussy tastes like Pepsi Cola. Well, you lost me again. That's for fucking sure. Is Lana Del Rey a little weird? I mean... These are some crazy-ass lyrics. My pussy tastes like Pepsi Cola. Is this one of those brand partnership deals? Like Lana Del Rey signed with Pepsi? My pussy tastes like Pepsi Cola. Because she could have easily just sang, My pussy tastes like Coca-Cola. I feel like there was some uh, ad money being exchanged here. Mine's a white light cherry pies. I got a taste for the men This is not a great song for diabetics. So cherry so pie, cola. Every once in a while, he does do a non-Lana Del Rey song. Here he is singing Sia's Chandelier. Cause I'm just holding on for tonight. I'll be up holding on for tonight. I don't think that sounds good. <laughs> I mean, he can sing. I love that. Of all people, I'm critiquing someone singing. <laughs> It's interesting he doesn't record the whole song and he omits certain parts. Like, you know, when Sia hits the high notes there. I don't know if he could pull that off. Now, the real reason why I'm featuring Orphe today is because I ran across uh, another one of his videos that is no longer on TikTok. He had to pull this off because the people at Starbucks got mad. Yes, he was filming at Starbucks and this motherfucker is so obsessed with Lana Del Rey. He wants to drink the bitch. He bugs Two poor baristas just trying to do their job, and he wants them to make him a drink that tastes like Lana Del Rey. Now, we know what her pussy tastes like, Pepsi-Cola, so I hope there are some cola notes in there. But honestly, I mean, if you're a barista and you're making, I, I, I don't know how much you make at Starbucks, 14 bucks an hour or something, 12 this is not what you want to deal with. What? You want me to make a drink that tastes like a human being? I, you, just tell me what you want. That's why we have a menu and a list of all available flavors. We're here to froth milk and blend up frappuccinos. I'm, you know, I'm not here to provide you with TikTok content. Here he is trying to get the baristas to make him a uh, Lana Del Latte. I need a coffee that tastes like uh, Lana Del Rey. Oh, I hope Lana Del Rey has already filed for a restraining order or some sort of protection. Because this little fruit's coming for you, my friend. I need a coffee that tastes like uh, Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Maybe with uh, cinnamon or cherries and wine. He really thinks he's a singer and the baristas are just looking confused. Lana Del Rey has a song called Cinnamon or Cinnamon Girl, something like that. That's why. Or cherries and wine. Lana Del Rey. He just sort of keeps saying her name over and over. I don't know if he's trying to manifest <laughs> Lana Del Rey or if he thinks just saying the name over and over will jog the barista's memory. No, no, no. Lana, Lana Del Rey. You know, Lana. Everyone must know Lana Del Rey. She's the world's best singer. 
Our pussy tastes like Pepsi. Yeah, we know It's kind of hard to hear, but uh, they're basically saying, yeah, we know who Lana is, but we don't know how to make a Lana drink. You can make something like Lana. Yes, yes, cinnamon yeah. and raspberry is what they've come up with. I just want to say that you sing really good. Yeah, oh, thank you. So I think the barista is just trying to be polite here. She's like, you sing real good. My theory is that, uh, you know how he sings on the street corner? It's like right outside of the Starbucks. So they have to hear this shit all the time. They know who this guy is. That being said, even though she's nice in the video, once she saw that she was being filmed for TikTok, like once she saw her video on TikTok, she wasn't so nice anymore. She she demanded that that he take it down because he didn't get their permission to film. It's Lana Del Rey. So he takes a sip and he's like, oh my God, this is Lana Del Rey. It's Lana Del Rey. It's so Lana Del Rey vinyl. I don't even know what that means. To me, it sounds like that, that Starbucks drink tastes like rubber or something. Well, the important thing is he's happy with his Lana Del Rey drink and it doesn't taste like her pussy. Missed opportunity there. Well, that's Orphe for you. Lana Del Rey super fan. Catch his next performance on a street corner near you. Ting! Let's move on. Ugh. Another Darman video crossed my YouTube feed and, you know, I'm a sucker for, I guess, my own pain. You'd think I would learn after all these years. Tim, ignore the video. You're only going to get agitated. Nothing good could come uh, from watching a Darman video. Now, for those of you who are new to the program, might not know who Darman is, he produces all of these feel-good videos that uh, tell a little story and teach a lesson. I always say he's targeting the lowest common denominator because the lessons are like, don't judge a book by its cover. The titles of the videos are always like, Spoiled rich kid is mean to a homeless person, instantly regrets it. Gold digger leaves her poor boyfriend, learns the true meaning of love. And, and the comments are always the same. They're like, I don't like that girl who's the gold digger. She bad. She should be nicer. Just goes to show you money ain't everything. It's like, yeah, we all know this. These are lessons we learn in kindergarten. It's just supposed, you know, watching these videos make people think, wow, I'm a good person because I would not treat the homeless person in that video like the main character treated him. I know better. So, you know, you watch this video and you have this air of superiority about yourself. Other people need to learn this same lesson that I already knew. That's why these videos are good. The one that appeared on my feed was posted nine days ago and is titled Kid Shames Man in Turban at Birthday Party. What happens next is shocking. I guarantee you no one is going to be shocked. We're going to see this coming a mile away. So at the start of the video here, a, a young man is having a birthday party when uh, a guest arrives. What the heck? Who invited this guy? Thank you. Mom. Did you invite Jafar from Aladdin to come perform or something? There's Sonny. I'm sure that's his dad. Hey, guys, come on in. Come on in. This kid is giving dad with a turban here huge stink eye. The whole premise doesn't make sense because obviously this kid who has arrived at the birthday party is friends with the birthday boy. Also, birthday boy is black and all of his friends are 
various different races or ethnicities. Like he's standing next to an Asian girl. Like he just has a problem with turbans, I guess. Thank you for coming. I'm Janine, Jacob's mom. I'm Baljeet. I'm Sunny's dad. Um, I made chicken curry for the potluck. I tried to go easy on the spice. I hope uh, everyone likes it. Is this motherfucker throwing some shade? I toned down the spice. Starting to think birthday boy has the right idea. All right, so uh, Sonny and his dad, uh, of course, brings a birthday present. The mother takes that and puts it on a table or something. And then the father goes off to speak to other parents. And Sonny says uh, hello to the birthday boy. Hey, Jacob. Happy birthday. Now, another thing about Darman videos is um, he has people do and say things that uh, would never happen in real life. This is not the way people behave. So this kid is like, hey, Jacob, happy birthday, and then reaches out his hand to shake the the birthday boy's hand, which is not how children interact with one another. It's not like two businessmen going out to lunch or something. Meanwhile, birthday boy refuses to shake his hand. Dude, is that really your dad? You caught me. That's my boyfriend. Yeah. Why? Then why is he wearing a towel on his head? It's also funny to think, like, the whole birthday is on hold now. There is nothing more important than getting to the bottom of this man with a turban on his head. Where most kids would be like, oh, when do I get to open presents? When do we eat cake? When are we going to dig into that uh, delicious curry chicken your dad brought? No, no. Instead, let's accost one of your, one of your guests for the next few minutes. Oh, uh, that's not a towel. It's a turban part of our religion then why aren't you wearing one uh, haha i got you there asshole um i i used to but oh 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 having trouble coming up with an explanation huh this all sounds pretty fishy if you ask me i, I used to but i got made fun of in elementary school a lot so my parents cut my hair well that explains it the end no birthday boy continues to be a dick about it well they did you a favor because that thing is really embarrassing. I definitely wouldn't hang out with you if you were wearing one of those. Well, next thing you know, mom is just, you know, checking on that curry chicken. And of course, birthday boy is right around to make some comments. All right. Mm. So she's sniffing it. Oh. Mm. What the heck is this? It's chicken curry. I think it's an Indian dish. Yeah. Who doesn't know this? Even if you don't eat Indian food, just the term curry chicken. It just it screams Indian, right? Sunny's dad brought it. Totally awesome. Okay, mom is high, I think. She did a little bit of crystal meth to get through this party. She's feeling way too good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yuck. This is disgusting. Who's going to eat this? It's almost like horror music playing. No wonder Indians always stink. <laughs> well, that's just rude, especially considering your best friend who just showed up for your birthday party is standing right next to you and he is Indian. That's a bit of a social faux pas there. Again, this is not the way most people would behave. What? Who brought this? Who brought this chicken into my house? No, no one's going to eat this. Party's ruined. And it's like, it's a potluck, dude. You don't have to eat everything. Just, you know, take what you want. Luckily, we have lots of other food here, so yeah. we won't all starve. I'm going to cover this up before it stinks up the whole house. 
I don't know what kind of birthday present the Indian kid brought. I hope it's a fucking tiara and wand because this right here is a fucking drama queen. There is a funny moment between uh, all the parents when uh, they're getting ready to eat and uh, the mother opens the dish of chicken curry and everyone is just like amazed by this. They're so confused. Like, what in the world is this? Mm. What a mysterious and exotic treat from another land. I've never seen or heard of such a thing. I didn't even know they had chickens in India. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's chicken in a sauce, basically. God, what is that? Well, wow. G brought it. What? It's chicken curry. Ooh. It looks amazing. I cannot wait to try it. <laughs> Jacob, come eat. But I want to open presents first, mom. I'm an asshole, mom. Well, the little prick gets his way. Dinner's put on hold so he can open some presents. Uh, Austin is first. Let's see what Austin got this guy. All right. Austin's just like a white dude. Maybe Mexican. I don't know. This one's from Austin. Hey. Oh, he's white. Yeah. A $50 Roblox gift card. Damn. Whoa. Thanks, Austin. Well, the bar has been set pretty high. And it looks like birthday boy here is grabbing uh, the Indian dude's present next. Let's hope it's curry. Some <laughs> spices. This one's from Sunny. Let's see how you fuck this up. Please let there be a turban in there. What is this? Uh, it's called a kata. Uh-oh, something ethnic. <laughs> Supposed to keep the evil spirits away and protect you. It was my dad's idea. That's so cringe. <laughs> I can't believe. Yeah, the fr one of the the friends who's a girl. She's like, that's so cool. But he cuts her off now. That's so cringe. I can't believe you would get me this for my birthday. What do I look like? A girl? It's not only for girls. Look, I have one too. That's yeah, kind of like a BFF bracelet thing. If you don't want it, Jacob, can I have it? My point precisely. Maybe some cheap present would be cool for other kids. Not me, motherfucker. Again, like no child speaks like this. Even if they are disappointed by a present, they don't use words like this. Hey, this little four cent trinket might be good for some of your dopey ass friends, but not me. I have class. I have taste. I expect the finer things in life. But not me. My mom, she owns businesses. We've got money. I'm like your family. What does your dad do? <laughs> Work at 7-Eleven? No, no, not the 7-Eleven. It's called the come and go. It's different. We don't have Slurpees. First, his dad shows up with some smelly food. Then he puts on some weird music. And then he gives me a worthless bracelet. If I were Sonny, I would have left my dad in the cab. Where the hell are the parents? This child is speaking very loudly. Now would be a good time to correct him or do some parenting. Get it? Because he's a... That's enough. Could I talk to Jacob alone, please? So at this point, Sonny tries to explain to Jacob that uh, his dad is a really nice guy and a cool dude. But Jacob doesn't want to hear that. If you don't want me to talk about your dad... Then he shouldn't bring nasty food. Well, we're going to have to try a different tactic with the birthday boy here. Just then, some of the other kids interrupt saying, oh, my God, this chicken curry is the bomb, yo. 
You know how kids talk now. Yo, Sonny, that chicken curry your dad brought was amazing. Where did he get it? Not only that, but remember the little chintzy bracelet given to Jacob for his birthday that he then gave to a girl because it's a girl bracelet. This is heavy. It doesn't seem like fake gold. And of course, let's address that 7-Eleven accusation. Ain't no way some 7-Eleven worker would be able to afford some. Jacob, you will not believe this. You know how I just moved my company office into that new building? Yeah. Well, Sonny's dad owns it. I had no idea. He was the Mr. Singh I've been writing checks to. The moral of the story is you never know when someone's going to be rich. That is the reason and the only reason you should be nice to foreign looking people. Now, if you find out that they are in fact poor, well, then by all means, go back to referring to them as dirty ragheads. If you think about it, that's the real moral of these stories. Every single time, it's like a nice homeless person, a nice disabled person, a nice Indian person, and they're they're being treated like shit, and then the big reveal is they're rich, rich and humble. But what about the nice Indian people who are not rich? Because in the end, that's, that's the only reason why this kid is going to be nice again, right? He's, he's finding out that the father is giving out gold bracelets and owns a bunch of buildings. He owns the building? Well, not just that building, the whole block and lots of other real estate, too. <laughs> I would have never thought. He's so humble. <laughs> Thank you. Humility is part of our religion. Again, Darman just beating us over the head senselessly with the moral of the story. It seems you are quite modest as well. I see you gave our present to your friend. It's such a nice thing to give such an expensive gift to someone else. Expensive? That bracelet was real gold. Shit. And even though the birthday boy ends up, you know, apologizing, you can tell he's not apologizing for the right reasons. I'm sorry about the assumptions I made about your dad. You know, maybe next time you shouldn't judge someone before you get to know them. Nah, I'm good. I'm usually right about people. I'd say 80 to 85% of the time. That's a good enough percentage for me. I'll continue judging. Thanks. Wait. Can I have another one of those? uh, What was it? A golden kada? Oh, oh, you just you think we have just $5,000 bracelets lying around the house. Sure. Kada for you. Kada for him. Everyone at the party gets a kada. I'm the Indian Oprah over here. Kada for everyone. Please? No. Wait, I want to try some of that curry. The Indian kid just walks away. Like, fuck you, asshole. I think we all learned a valuable lesson thanks to this Darman video. And that lesson is don't give away gold bracelets until you have that shit appraised. Ting. You never know when it's real gold. All right, uh, let's move on. Couple other short clips. A freak in the Discord, I think it was Mountain, but I meant to play this yesterday, so I don't have the name in front of me. We've got another fat activist here speaking up. This time, though, it's not a fat woman who is the fat activist. We've got what appears to look like a, a, a normal-sized white man. Is he white knighting here, or is he simply a chubby chaser? In some way, shape, or form, and I'm guessing that shape is round, he wants to get in the good graces of fat people. He also kind of lives his life like a fat person. Like, he's all offended when doctors want to weigh him. Ah, 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 I don't do that. That shit is fat phobic. That's at least according to him. Here's an actual conversation I had with my new primary care doctor the other day. All right, Mr. Hornby, if you would just step onto the scale, we'll grab a weight on you. 
Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't do that. I'm sure he would, he was just like that too, with that little laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't do that. Uh, what do you mean you don't do that? Oh, uh, I don't get weighed at the doctor. <laughs> huh? Really? If getting on a scale in front of a doctor or nurse triggers you and and you start to freak out, then yeah, you have a weight problem. You just do. Also, again, you know, I just have to point out like uh, what. 50, 60, 70% of Americans are overweight. The doctors have seen this before. You know, you're not going to shock them. You just don't want to feel bad about yourself. Now, meanwhile, the doctor is trying to do his fucking job. There are legitimate reasons why they weigh you. It's not simply for fat shaming purposes. Although I'm sure they do it for that reason, too. They all get together in the break room. You see what Janelle Watkins weighed? 335. Moo. <laughs> When you go back in there, can you uh, take my coffee cup? I need some creamer. Just yank her big fat udders. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. But yeah, she is super fat. Seriously, though, if you you know if you go to the doctor every year for you know your yearly physical or something, and there are big weight gains or losses, that could be cause for concern, right? There could be a medical reason for that. Everyone's not out to get you because you're fat. Good God. And by the way, I hate TikTokers who like do these little reenactments like here's how it went down with my doctor. And when they play the part of themselves, they're always like laughing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't do that. What do you mean I can't weigh you? <laughs> what I'm saying is <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. Well, you have to get on the scale. <laughs> Actually, I don't. It's a way of like looking down on the doctor and acting like you know better than them. Do that. Oh, uh, I don't get weighed at the doctor. Huh. Really? So tell me, what are you going to do when you go to the ER and they need to weigh you in order to give you medication? (laughs) Sorry. Is this the ER? Uh, no. And I was under the impression that this was just a checkup. Are you planning on prescribing me something today? I don't know. Is there any medication to wipe that shit-eating grin off your face? Because if so, shoot that motherfucker up intravenously with that. No. See, I thought so. So you don't need my weight. Oh, you got the doctor. Fine, let's move on. You won! The other line I hear from fat activists that I absolutely love is you should not be mindful of what you're eating because anytime you think about how much you're eating or how little you're eating, that's some internalized fat phobia. You're thinking about what society is telling you is normal or good or what your weight should be. This is fucking insanity. You can eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Yes, you can eat whatever you want, so long as it's in moderation. Is that what I said? I don't think that's what I said. What? Are you going to tell me there's something wrong with saying eat in moderation? This is another conversation with himself, by the way. Cuckoo. Consciously moderating what you're eating is just another form of restriction. Well, that's not the harmful kind of restricting, though. No, it still is, because restricting leads to binging. You've got to be kidding. I'm fascinated by this guy. I'm totally subscribing to his channel because everything has to do with uh, being fat and loving your fatness, loving double chins, loving stretch marks. He wrote a song, like an ode to his stretch marks, and uh, he he's playing it for his boyfriend here. So I'm going to play it for him for the first time. Trace, trace my stretch marks like they were drawn by you. Prove my delusions untrue. 
I've never felt so loved I've never felt so safe Wasn't ready to start growing Till you chased my blues away I've never been so loved And of course now the song is available to stream On Spotify, Apple Music Anywhere you get shitty tunes Apparently If you want to rock out to Stretchmark Love Songs, you know where to find it now. Uh, Real quick, before we get into the news, I've got a clip here of a woman at a restaurant being uh, rude to the staff. I think she must have got a carryout order or this is like a fast casual dining experience. I don't know. Regardless, the the customers just want her to leave and are uh, trying to give her a refund. I hope you never come back into this restaurant. This generation has ruined the fucking planet. What generation you're from, but you're ruining the planet. She doesn't seem quite old enough to be using that line. I don't know what generation you're from. I wish this video would have started 30 seconds earlier. I want to know what exactly the fight is about, because when the bitch starts uttering phrases like you're a de facto Satanist, it leads me to believe that there's, there's some other stuff going on here, right? I gave you, I made your refund. Here you go. Yeah. Does that it's, all you know how to do is to use social media? Yep. I'm sorry, you just called her a de facto Satanist. Oh, treat us with respect. What are you talking about respect? This is the first time I've been here. You did not talk about respect. You did not talk about respect. You have to get out. I'm sorry. Or I'll have to call the cops. You need to shut up. You're not involved okay. in this. Okay. Yeah, another customer's getting involved. She's on our side and she's trying to defend no us. No fucking shit, Sherlock. <laughs> call the cops right now. It's funny that that is what pushed her over the edge. It's almost like you hurt her feelings. Are you calling me dumb? Are you intelligent shaming me? No shit, Sherlock. She's on our side and she's trying to defend no us. No fucking shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Call the cops right now! That's when she starts screaming. Kevin, call Mr. Charlie, please. Unfortunately, that's where the video ends. It kind of leaves us hanging, but it did provide us with the term de facto Satanist, which I will be using. I'm going to refer to myself as a de facto Satanist. Not entirely sure what it means, but it sounds pretty cool. All right. uh, And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist to the fucked up news right now. If you freaks enjoy Distorted View Daily, please consider supporting this stupidity. Become a true and honorable freak today over there at superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Every week I do brand new exclusive shows. Yesterday we did a Sideshow exclusive podcast. Earlier the week on uh, Tuesday, we did one, uh, which is not unusual. Typically, we do two Sideshow uh, episodes a week. If you want to hear those, you got to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. This is how I make my living. So when you support Distorted View Daily, you're helping to keep me off the streets. I mean, you've heard me do this show. I mean, you know all about me and my mental abilities and my lack of skills. And inability to understand social cues. I mean, do you honestly think I could get a normal job? No. I'm your charity case. And I'm perfectly fine with being your little project. Thank you so much for continuing to support DV. Uh, That goes out to all of my Sideshow members. Again, superfreaksideshow.com. If you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can also sign up for uh, Sideshow access in those apps. 
And if you go that route, uh, the Sideshow exclusive episodes will appear alongside the free episodes right in your feed. For more information, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. We also have a Patreon account, another way to help support DV, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. There are perks, like if you pledge $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. And if you are at an even higher tier, like $20 a month, occasionally I will send out uh, DV merchandise to you. Uh, we do that every a couple times a year, right? Three, four times a year. I expect to do that again in June. So it's coming up. Great time to, uh, you know, sign up and become a patron. Patreon.com slash distorted view. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up. May I direct your attention to the chapter artwork if your podcast app supports it? If not, I'll try to remember to include the image over there at distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. What you're looking at? Some big, fat, delicious bricks of cocaine embossed with the name Hitler and wrapped in swastika packaging. Apparently, cocaine manufacturers are going after a new demographic here, marketing towards neo-Nazis. All right. No judgment. Business is business. Peru's anti-narcotics police have seized about 127 pounds of cocaine headed for Belgium in packages bearing Nazi symbols and imprinted with the name of Germany's wartime leader, Hitler, as in Adolf Hitler, not the famous pastry chef Dolores Hitler, in case you were wondering. Easy to get confused. Uh, the drugs were hidden in 50 packages the size of bricks, each one bearing a Nazi swastika, according to a picture released by police on Thursday. Some of the packages were open with the word Hitler written in high relief on the compacted white powder. It makes sense that cocaine would be the drug of choice for Nazis, because isn't that pretty much their salute or chant? White powder! Well, if you really want to go after the Nazi market, why not use a slogan like that? It's almost like got milk. Heil heroin. I could see that catching on. The drugs were found in a Liberian flag boat in the small northern port town of uh, Paita or something, Paita, close to the border with Ecuador. Police did not say if anyone was arrested. The Peruvian police's anti-drug directorate showed videos and photographs to the Associated Press News Agency, revealing that the drugs were hidden inside the ventilation system of a container. Police continued to search more than 80 containers on the vessel. Drugs wrapped in Nazi insignia is a new development for Peruvian police, who have previously reported finding cocaine in brick-shaped packages with various and strange symbols. After its neighbor, Colombia, Peru is the largest producer of cocaine in the world. Well, if police would stop seizing all of it, maybe they could take the number one spot. You're not giving them a chance. All right, yes, after its neighbor, Colombia, Peru is the largest producer of cocaine in the world, with about 400 tons produced each year. The country is also one of the largest producers of cocoa leaf, a product that is legal when used to chew or make an infusion, but is also the primary material in cocaine. If your Nazi cocaine order has been affected because of this police seizure, the manufacturer says you can fill out a form on its website to get your refund. No, that's not how that works. I don't know why cocaine manufacturers and distributors don't stand by their products. It's the right thing to do, but whatever. All right, uh, second story we have for you today. This one comes from New Zealand. Apparently, a chain over there named Hell Pizza. Satan away! Yeah, well, there Satan goes. He's a delivery boy for Hell's Pizza. Hell's Pizza has a new promotion that's kind of interesting. You heard of the concept of buy now, pay later, or BNPL. A lot of companies are doing this. 
You know, whenever you order something online, it's like, hey, instead of paying $100 now, how about you space that out over like five months or something? Hell's Pizza is taking this concept one step further with its new afterlife pay. This is turning the heat on the buy now, pay later schemes, which are trapping a growing number of Kiwis in spirals of debt, particularly amid the cost of living crisis. Afterlife pay will only be available to a select number of people. Those who are selected will be invited to sign a real amendment to their wills, allowing the cost of the pizza to be collected upon death. No interest or fees will apply, and the agreement is legally binding, according to Hell. Hell CEO Ben Cummings said Afterlife Pay was born after they were approached by BNPL providers who wanted to offer the service to customers. Quote, we're seeing a growing number of people using the schemes to buy essential items like food, and we think it's taking a step too far when you've got quick service restaurants like ours being asked to offer buy now, pay later for what is considered a treat. Is that how people in other countries think about pizza? I think of it as an essential food. Like, that's dinner for me on most nights. It's got dairy, meat, vegetables. To me, that's healthy. It should be supported in that SNAP program. Afterlife pay will initially run as a trial with anyone 18 years or older eligible to apply. Of the applicants, 666 people will be selected. The offer has been extended to 666 people in Australia. Those who are selected will then uh, sign a legally binding agreement online for the total of their chosen order. Cummings said pizza is one of the simple joys of life. And afterlife pay means customers can get their fix without having to dip into the bank account immediately. Afterlife pay is a lighthearted campaign that reinforces Hell's stance on buy now, pay later schemes. You can have your pizza and eat it too without any pesky late fees or penalties. This all comes as New Zealanders battle the ongoing cost of living crisis with food prices 12.5% higher in April this year compared to 2022. I blame Biden. He's doing this to you people over there in New Zealand. Grand Emperor Biden must be stopped at all costs. Damn this new world order. The surging costs reflect higher prices for fruits and veggies, eggs and potato chips. Although uh, egg prices, I think, finally crashed here in the U.S. I think they're back to normal, right? I remember eggs were a, a, a real sore point with Americans for a while. All right. And finally today, freaks, uh, the story comes from Quincy, Illinois, a man who was once a family feud contestant with uh, Steve Harvey originally got into some hot water with his wife when he said this on the show. What's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding? Honey, I love you, but said I do. (laughs) Not my mistake. Not my mistake. I love my wife. Well, that same man is now in hot water with authorities for killing his wife. (laughs) Survey says you're going to jail. Yes, as you heard in the clip, Steve Harvey asked, what's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding? And uh, Tim Blyfnick said, uh, honey, I love you, but I said I do. Not my mistake. I love my wife. Authorities say the man killed his wife, Becky, in February. His phone shows searches for the following. Oh, no. That internet search history gets him every time. All right. So apparently he searched for, quote, how to. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) They're always funny to me. How to open my door with a crowbar. Can I force open my door with a crowbar if I lock myself out? How to make a homemade pistol silencer. 
you know, normal stuff like that. Although that's not incriminating, really. Maybe he locked, you know, he locked his door, but and he doesn't have the key. So yeah, he needs a crowbar. Whatever. On Tuesday, Blythnick was in court for opening arguments in his case. The last minutes of Becky's life were spent in fear and pain and terror, prosecutor Josh Jones said. The case is dripping with reasonable doubt, Blythnick's defense attorney said. Becky's father, William, took to the stand on Tuesday telling jurors how he discovered her body. I ran up the stairs and since she supposedly was sick, I went to the bedroom to see if she was laying down. She was laying down, all right. Didn't see anything in her bedroom. Went into the attached bathroom, and that's when I found her body lying on the floor. She looked like she was dead. The mother of three boys was shot 14 times after someone used a crowbar, okay, a little incriminating, to enter the home where she was living. The couple was in the midst of a messy divorce. Her sister, Sarah Riley. That one's for all of you longtime listeners of the show. There it is. Anyway, not Mary Riley, Sarah Riley told jury uh, jurors that Becky feared her husband. This is a text that Becky sent to myself and my husband, Brett, regarding fear for her life. It said, quote, if something ever happens to me, please make sure the number one person of interest is Tim. Damn. Uh, as that is who would do something to me, Riley said. The defense pounced. You never sent this message to either your mom or your dad, correct? Belfinick's lawyer asked. Correct, Riley responded. And you did not report this message to law enforcement? Leifnick's lawyer pressed. I did not, Riley said. Leifnick's defense team alleged that the divorce is not evidence to convict. No divorce is good, but it's not murder. I don't know. Crowbar boy seems a little suspicious. Did they ever find the gun? Was there a pistol silencer involved? Especially like a 3D printed pistol silencer all right uh well there you go the trial marches on uh hopefully we'll have an update for you in the coming days that my friends is your distorted news for friday let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here well freaks i'm happy to report we made it through the week it was a little rough start posted the show late and that just made every subsequent show this week uh begin late as well so i apologize for that hopefully we'll get on uh, we'll get back on track on Monday. Uh, let's do a couple voicemails here. Many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Remember, if you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. But everyone is encouraged to call in uh, using the regular voicemail line 206 666 4463. Uh, let's check in with some patrons here. Hey, Boo, Lifetime Slideshow member Decoy Jew here. Uh, hey. Sorry I'm calling in so much lately, That's but since okay. literally all my friends are trans, according to your interpretation of my last call, I think that qualifies oh. me as an expert, and I wanted to tell you that, that you're is something I said. absolutely right. They are not giving gender confirmation surgery to underage kids. And the other common accusation you hear is that they're getting pumped full of hormones that cause permanent changes, which is also not true. Trans kids just get hormone blockers to delay puberty so that they can make the decision as adults and avoid permanent bodily changes right. before then. You also asked if they're just trying... I don't know enough about hormone blockers. Like, it still seems like that could be damaging to a kid. Like, if they... like, it's, I'm, just, I'm just so ignorant when it comes to this stuff. Like, so if they take hormone blockers and then, like, five or six or ten years down the road decide, wait a second, I want to stick with uh, whatever gender I was born with or whatever, or what, sex or whatever, 
I don't know. The, I just I don't know the difference between sex and gender. Apparently, uh, if they decide to then get off the hormone blockers, do they catch up hormonally, or do they have to take new hormone supplements? Like, how does their body respond to that? Still, I think probably the argument is it's better to put uh, these kids on hormone blockers than have them, you know, fucking commit suicide. Because I, I do know that trans people have a higher rate of suicide, pr- probably because they're so depressed that they're they they can't be who they want to be or, or whatever. They can so, make the decision as adults and avoid permanent bodily changes before then. You also asked if they're just trying to scare parents, and I know you don't want to alienate your conservative listeners, so I'll do it for you. That's exactly what they're doing. It's just more over-the-top lies to rile up their base. And one more thing. He said teachers are trying to turn kids LGBT to teach them to hate God. Us fruits don't need to teach kids to hate God because there is no fucking God. These clowns try to paint atheists as hating God because they're afraid that if they acknowledge the possibility of actually not believing their fairy tales, that'll just give their flock ideas. Decoy Jew with the spicy takes. Love it. Don't feel bad about calling in so often. You keep pissing people off. I'll keep taking your call, my hey, friend. Tim. Um, I was listening <laughs> to the show from the 24th, and you were talking about how, like, uh, you know, oh, well, conserv- the hardcore conservatives have a point that you shouldn't be giving children genital affirming surgeries or whatever. Um yeah, no, nobody's doing that. Nobody's giving right. surgery well, to their I, children. That's what I thought, right? As Decoy Jew pointed out, it's just something that uh, people are saying to scare. They scare parents and, you know, like, oh, my God, what are they doing to our kids? It's always about the kids, right? Think of the children. children. Nobody's giving hormone treatment to their children. And, like, it's kind of fucked up that you would believe that. Or at least not understand it, being part of the Ligbits community. No, I am really dumb, is the problem. But no, don't listen to any of that bullshit. It's just fucking propaganda. You're 100% right. I am ignorant and stupid. But what what I was trying to say is that that is published so often, right? Whenever you read these news stories, that information is included. And so it makes you think, like, well, there's got to be something to this, right? Because it's, it's being... Reported on so heavily, and, and you know, mentioned all the time. Why isn't anyone fact checking this shit? So, freaks, regardless of uh, you know uh, where you stand on the issue, I just like I guess ju- the, the the point is to just do research. Some fucking dumbass. Don't, don't don't listen to the news; they lie. People on the right, except distorted view daily. Pretty much anybody right leaning is a fucking idiot. You should know that. <laughs> oh, wow. You should know everything they say. Is- we used to have a lot of conservative people call into the show. Mainly to call me a faggot. But, um, you know, it's good to hear that there's uh, people on the other side listening. I, I think th- I always thought the majority of listeners would have to be left-leaning just based on the content that I feature. But then in, in recent years, there was this shift where, like, it seemed more liberal people were getting offended over everything. And I uh, I just I don't know who's listening to my show anymore. <laughs> or shit. So... Good yeah, to no. see there's a, there's still a, a mix of people. But regardless of where you uh, land politically. Either way. Don't be stupid. Do do. Well, thank you very much once again for setting me straight there, so to speak. I've always been a huge supporter of trans people, despite how I uh, talk. Let us never forget Tranny and the Asian. That was a twofer. I managed to offend, <laughs> offend Asian people and trans people at the same time. But as always, I uh, I plead. It's just a fun thing. 
In the early days of DV, we actually, I think uh, Sophia was uh, our first uh, longtime trans listener, and I interviewed her relatively early on in the in the run of the of the podcast. And since then, we've had a lot of uh, trans freaks. So I was just a little confused about the kid stuff, you know, because that seems to be the big thing everyone's pushing now. What they're doing to the kids with the, the cutting off the cop and the hormones and they're stuffing breasts in them, like giving them titties. And they're asking these five-year-olds, they're asking five-year-olds, what do they want their new pussy lips to look like? Do they want them to be droopy, tight, what shade of pink? Like, that's the, you shouldn't ask children that. It's like, um, none of that is happening. So it's all apparently just used to, to scare people. And, and it makes sense. It's always about kids. That's how you really freak people out. When gay marriage was an issue, that was one of the big arguments. Well, what's if we allow two grown gay men to get married, what's to stop a, a grown man marrying a little boy or a dog? Well, for one thing, laws... Now, admittedly, like I said a few times, I am an ignorant person, but if I could give one piece of advice, whenever someone is railing against something and their big excuse is, think of the children, you got to really scrutinize that. Much like I'm a de facto Satanist, that is their de facto argument. All right, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. I want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206 Oh God, is it oh God? No wonder Indians always stink. Spread the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the program. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I'll be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, bye, everybody. It's Friday, baby. Fuck. Yeah, it's the weekend, baby. Fuck. Yeah, Friday, baby. Fuck. Fuck. The weekend, baby. Fuck. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.